Welcome everyone to yet another episode of Afrolay. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I am once again with the beautiful Aqua. This is our 50th episode, guys. Ah! Happy 50th anniversary. Happy 50th. I know. And thank you guys so much for making it to our 50th episode. I know. This has been an amazing journey. No, and it I really have. This edition, the people's edition, the people's choice. Oh, yes. It has just opened. You guys are the best. You guys are the most woke, are the most no, creative honestly. people Everyone who tunes in, wow, I'm in awe. I vouch for you guys a thousand and one percent. You guys are our therapists. You You are are our healers. You are. We honestly have the most intelligent, woke, conscious group of listeners in the stratosphere. So thank you guys for being so amazing. Thank you. And on that note, yes, we're we're gonna answer. We've broken it down into topics just so that we can kind of overarchingly answer everyone's questions because we unfortunately can't get to everyone but we saw all of them and we absolutely love all of you honestly so without further ado i know and a lot of the questions were <clears throat> sorry we're both sick yeah. also, so excuse us this is a labor of love <laughs> truly a lot of the questions were quite similar so yeah if we got like five of the same questions we're only gonna answer it once so if we missed out your question that's probably why exactly but we're gonna start off with love Mm -hmm. as our overarching genre yes yes and then we'll move on to career and then Mm -hmm. just like miscellaneous exactly behaviors trades books all the good stuff so So. our first love question yes this one was kind of long so i'm just gonna summarize Basically, this lovely woman, Brie, hey Brie, thank you for sending me the question, says she's dating this guy who has a lot of female friends and not a lot of guy friends. Mm. And she just feels really weird about it because when he goes to school, he's always around his female friends and he thinks that one of them likes him. But the question is... He posts all of his friends on his Instagram, mm. but he's never really posted about her or her relationship. Mm. She says she doesn't really care about all that social media stuff, but she kind of feels weird about it, and it's kind <laughs> of just iffy. Wow. He then tells her that she shouldn't be worried about it and that she's the one being insecure, but I don't know. How should she feel about her man okay. not wanting to post her on her Instagram page? Is he trifling? Mm. Is he being secretive? Is he hiding her? Or is he just a private guy? What are your thoughts, Equa? Okay, so, Brie. I feel like there's so many steps in this. The first thing we need to know is, is he a private person? Or is he like a social media influencer? Because those two extremes do play a part into it because I know that there are certain people who care about the way their feed looks and like that's something that they've invested in and I truly understand like that's something that you curate and you have to do and it's your job. So of course, that's what you should do. So when it comes to posting your significant other, Mm -hmm. I do believe... There are, so this is the way I look at it. If you feel that there is something missing with him posting you and you have a problem with it, 
then you should address that and that he should post you. If he yeah. truly cares yeah. about how you feel, he will post about you, whether it's in the story. Like, there's so many ways. In story, on Twitter, on Instagram, right. something, he will do it, right? Now, if you approach him and he doesn't and he kind of rebuttals like he kind of has yeah and just saying like oh you're being insecure that that i don't like yeah that doesn't really answer or get to the point of the root of the problem right you know so i do think that his approach about like you asking him to post him or like why you don't post him was unfair yeah but at the same time too i know certain guys who are very private about their personal lives and don't like to post about their significant others they don't really post on social media at all right and so i feel like because they aren't really posting at all like why do they need to post your romantic significant other you know what i mean like if you already wasn't like if he was posting so much and then he stopped when he was with you that's weird yeah but if he wasn't to begin with she says he posts his friends all his friends but not her and to me that's a red flag fam i mean in general and maybe i'm just an african auntie like a real one like what do you mean you're private i don't understand that like what do you mean fam how you go like i'm me a celestial being and you don't want to show me off to the world? I don't understand. I don't understand that language. Because what do you mean? people aren't necessarily always happy for you. I feel like the moment you post, there's going to be some girl sliding into his DMs like, oh, this is too bad you're in a relationship now. I've always had a crush on you. Yeah. Now you're opening Pandora's box. Like, I mean, guys why? are doing that now in a way. So. But I mean, either way, like guys girls everyone is sliding into everyone's dms like it happens anyway so like just let the world know i just feel like it really depends on the person like if the person is private i feel and like you can know when certain people don't really post on social media like maybe they'll post like when they get married Mm -hmm. but they don't really post about who they're in a relationship with like there's just certain men and women who like to be private about that because they just know that there's people who are looking on their page who they feel don't have good intention right and they have every right to think that so i don't get that how does that affect you if someone doesn't have good intention? i don't get it i just feel like people like to use that i mean it's an excuse at the end of the day but I do feel like if they if they want to protect... I feel like it could be endearing the way yeah. that you look at it because it's like they want to protect you. You know, like they don't want to... Me from, I'm a but grown But the woman. difference is if they aren't talking about you in real life either, yeah. then there's a real big problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Their friends, especially because in the question, she was saying like, oh, she, she suspects that one of his friends, girlfriends, yeah. likes him. Yeah. you. She needs to know that oh, you yeah. exist, Brie, like... If she doesn't know, please drop this, homeboy. Because at the end of the day... To me, it's a red flag. I'm not... You know, I can't tell anyone to just drop. Oh. But you know (laughs) I can. (laughs) I can. I can. I can. But to me, it definitely... And this question was triggering for me. Because I sort of have the similar situation with Mm. Bay. You know what I mean? Uh He... Okay, and he is a private person. He is. He doesn't ever really post on his Instagram he at all. He doesn't, guys. He really like, doesn't. He really doesn't. I'll give him that. But I, being me, 
I don't really understand being private about your love. Like, I don't really... No, not to the extent of, like, just people knowing that you have a girl and, like, showing her off. To me, like, I want to be showed off. I want Bay to, like, be telling everyone about... You know what I mean? But like, what if he is, but he's just not posting it on social media? But see... Okay, this is where the issue came in you for me. See? This is where... And we had a conversation about social media because okay. I did, I do believe that it can be toxic for relationships. It can. Because it's easy for people to assume things. And, you know, as a girl, you'll see another girl commenting and be like, oh, mm. who is that? Ba-? You know, mm. like. Now you're scrolling on her page. Now yeah. you have down Pandora's box. You found out it's what she e- did like you know 10 what years mean? ago. It's what really she easy like. for like assumptions to be made. So we did have a conversation. However, a scenario happened. Mm where we were just walking like chilling whatever and he gave me his phone i don't know for what reason or whatever it was just casual right and so i noticed his instagram was open so i went on his stories to just like be like hey this is you know like just like just be me on his story and then he was like no 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 why are you doing all that and i'm like what do you mean and he he got really like touchy and iffy about like why would you post yourself on my story? And I'm like, because I'm, I'm your, your girlfriend. girlfriend. Like, why would I not? Like, you, I posted you on my story, on my channel. Um, you know, like everyone knows right. about you. What is the problem with me being on your story? And he was just like, no, you know, I'm a private person. Like, I don't this. And to this day, I've always been suspicious. I'm not going to lie. Like, Whoa. to this day. And that happened, what, like, three, four months ago. ago. But I am always, like, honestly, that's the one thing that has broken my trust. Like, severe, wow. severed my trust. Because I'm like, what are you hiding? That, to me, feels like you are hiding <laughs> some... You know what I mean? And someone who's listening in can let me know. I know. But that, to me, comes off as not being private, but being secretive. Ooh. Because why does it bother... I just don't understand. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, you have to trust how you feel. Because what you yeah, feel is real. And like, That's real. I do think that that needs to be addressed. And if it bothers you so much... Like, what I feel like is relationships are all about compromises like yeah you can yeah. be a private person but if Bay is telling you like yo i like i feel like you don't love me if you don't post me on your instagram <laughs> you just have to do it like i'm sorry like that's yeah. just a compromise like you're private but this is not your aesthetic and like make it look i feel like that opportunity was a perfect time to make it like so lighthearted because it's not like he was in control right you were in control. exactly you i were wasn't the like story. post this picture, picture of me, of me right yeah now. exactly I, you know i was just being playful yeah. and like whatever exactly. Exactly. But he got so pressed and exactly. so hot and heated. And that, yeah, you know? so that is very, very, very suspect. But yeah. at the same time, too, playing devil's advocate, I can still understand. Wow. Because you don't know, like, people have really prying eyes. And then it's like, imagine, so now they look and then it's like, oh, he's in a relationship. So now when I see him in real life, it's like, oh, who's this girl? Where is she from? And it's like, now they're investigating you. And then now they're looking on your page. And now yeah, they're stopping you. let them investigate. Let but everyone. It's like, why even allow people into that seat? You know, it's like when you have chocolate cake. <laughs> you don't want to share it sometimes. So you put it, Why do we hide it? We put it in the corner of our fridge and put like vegetables around it. Yeah. So no one knows that there's cake there. And it's like, because we want to, you know, we just want to keep it and preserve it. 
you know but i mean that's I not know. i don't yeah. know i guess honestly time will tell maybe time. he has wow time will tell 15 wives and he doesn't want any of them to know about me whatever the case you know time will tell no i have faith but i have faith in bay yeah. hopefully he listens <laughs> It'll suck if he doesn't. Um, but yeah, we can only hope we can only that he hope. gets it together. So yeah, my answer to that is that for me, it's a red flag. But then again, that's because I'm just an open book in general. Right. Like I really don't understand yeah. the concept of privacy in that way. So that's that's my final answer. Which is interesting because there was a point in time in which yeah. you said you would never post Bay on social media. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was old me. Listen, that was my other personality. Wow. Like, I'm a Gemini. Wow. Okay, get to know all of me. No, I... Okay. That was coming from a space of like... <coughs> it can feel performative. You know what I mean? And also it can get awkward when... Like if something happens, you fight or like you break up. <laughs> then it's like, now what do I do with this content? You know, it just can get and awkward like, in that way. Oh God, yeah, and then everyone wants photo. to know like... I know. TMZ why did you delete? Instagram. What's happening? What's going on? I know. So in that way, like posting about your relationship on Instagram and YouTube. Right. So I try, I've tried to be strategic. Like I don't hella post him. I don't ever tag him. Since he claims to be personal, to be but private. But you know, the real but FBI know how to find <laughs> exactly. what they're looking for, though. Exactly. I know. So, and I also didn't understand, like, he was very happy to be on my YouTube channel. But right. he doesn't want me to be on his Instagram story. So, you know, it's just these little nuances <laughs> that I don't really understand. So, I don't know. You know right. what? Maybe I'm being played maybe i guys don't know. tell us your thoughts P- everyone tell us your thoughts because yeah. this is a tricky one i don't it know is. i don't is. know the answer to boba's question but brie i hope we answered your question yes but it's Marie. a red flag fam <laughs> but talk uh, to him yeah talk, talk, to, him. To, talk him. to him definitely talk to him so our next question in the realm of love yes is how do you move on after a breakup even when you're very much in love but you know it's for the best wow 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 oh breakups are just, hard i know if you know intuitively and you you are the only person who can know mm. that you know it's time to move on right. you actually just have to rip the band-aid off you know I know. I mean? And I think too, I, I used to deal with this a lot. Yeah. You play like good scenarios in your head mm. of like the good times. And like if you were living in a certain place, maybe not living together, but like living in the same city, like avoiding the places where you hung out a lot, yeah. you do have to do that. And like do. make an intention of not going near them because the not nostalgia yeah. really does come back. And like you feel sad all over again. Honestly, and that's why you have to remind yourself like why like why you're letting go right. and i also think with relationships i don't think it always has to be and unless it has to be but i don't think relationships always have to necessarily end i think they can also be repurposed so like maybe <laughs> it was like i don't I understand not confusing <laughs> delete delete what delete. do you mean i don't understand this emotion control all delete <laughs> i feel like sometimes 
maybe someone isn't good for you as a boyfriend but they could be a good like friend i don't know maybe not like straight after but i think the relationship can be repurposed maybe sometime <laughs> you know it <laughs> depends on you right. and your, but if the person's toxic and you you know at the end of the day like you can't no one else outside of yourself can tell you what you need to do right. but once you already know that it's time to move on and it's also important to remember that sometimes you were meant to love someone but you just weren't meant to be together because everyone comes into your life for a different purpose every single purpose person right. but once you understand the why and the purpose that they were in your life and that you've learned the lesson that you needed to learn it is so much easier to let go because yeah. you've done what you needed to do that's real you know that is so real i think too um when you're getting over your ex try to avoid seeing them because i feel like when you think that you can hang out and you think that you can like yeah that just brings <laughs> up feelings all over again Word. and you could fall into them again and it's just like you know, if you're getting oh, under yeah. him, you ain't getting over him. Anyway, I'm not going to sing that song. <laughs> but that song has bars because it's so true. Like, yeah. if you're still with them in, like, a nonchalant way, I feel like... Or I'm the type of person, I catch feelings in, like, five seconds. So, yeah. like, if you feel like you need to get over them yeah, and you find yourself, like, in scenarios where they're also there... Like, you just have to also be open with your friends and let them know, like, hey, I can't hang out with X because I'm trying to get over him. And, like, yeah, some of your friends might be like, oh, my God, you're being so dramatic. But at the same time, too, like, this is your healing process. And I feel like you have to take ownership of it because that's the only way that it will actually heal you. So, yeah, so heal yourself, love on yourself. Self-love is key. And remember your why. You remember remember why. Right. Remember your worth, too. Because I sometimes feel like with breakups, like, you feel like, oh, my gosh, no one else is going to love me the way that he loved me or she loved me. And it's like... That's never the case. That is never the case. And actually, it's actually the opposite. Like, once you break up with someone, the next guy is always better. The next woman is always better. Like... It's always you always right. have to let go of what doesn't serve you to make room for what does serve you. And you know? that is the way the cookie crumbles. Facts. On that note. On to our next question about love. Right. This one is about long distance relationships. Ooh. So how do you keep the love intact when you're in a long distance relationship? Wow. Wow. As someone who's in one, it's right. definitely hard. Oh, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. It is. And I think for me this is like this is basically my first proper relationship. Right. Like as an adult. Um, and I've been single before this one. I was single for six years. So it's, wow. I just also feel like... <laughs> that is a lot. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just also yeah. feel like I'm really... I'm not only learning how to love and how to be loved. Mm. I'm also at the same time learning how to navigate love and distance at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes it a lot easier when the long distance thing is finite so you know that like on december 28th we are now going to be together forever you know what i mean exactly exactly when you have a set goal or you have a set date 
it makes things a lot easier but if you're like me and you have no idea and there's a whole lot of uncertainty Mm. that can cause a whole lot of anxiety and frustration and fights so what i said what i have done is i've detached from outcomes and just like (laughs) focused on yeah instead of focusing on like the goal or being attached to the goal or the outcome of us living together in the same place i'm more focused on enjoying each other in the ways that we can in the now oh i see you know what i mean so i'm not really pressed as much anymore about oh my god when are we gonna be together when are we gonna be in the same time zone geography right what i'm more concerned about is how can we enjoy each other right now while we're still alive while we still have each other because that ultimately is why you're in a relationship with someone to begin with right it's like so that you can both experience love and to give love and be loved and be the source of love so let that be like the core focus Mm -hmm. and then everything else will sort of resolve itself out of that right and like yeah just like communication i also feel and what i've seen in just like my friendship groups like those who are married and like those who are just in long distance Mm -hmm. and like like you said you may not necessarily have a finite goal but Mm -hmm. like you know like there is at some point there is a crossover (laughs) you know what i mean like you know that it's not going to be like this forever Mm -hmm. and so honestly like just planning out those ideals together i feel like could be a fun conversation yeah so like talking about you know what you want your house together to look like what you want your rooms together to look like yeah. like what you are planning to do like having a common goal right and like doing that together so i know like even for your relationship you convinced bay to go vegan for like a certain period of time <laughs> i don't know if it's forever but like yeah you know, who knows forever yeah. lol wow but yeah no, the fact that you was... even like made that decision on his own <coughs> oh really yeah i guess i just inspired him to go vegan you know what i mean shockingly he still is it, wow but yeah like just the fact that you did that or like you guys are doing that together or like on that journey together yeah or if it's like fitness thing you know like those are things that you don't necessarily have to be together to do so just making those common goals yeah you know and then i also do believe in having like a common time when you do speak right that's what i'm struggling with the most right now really you know is like us I think what's hard is like keeping the flame going and like the initial fire. Send nudes? No, I don't know. <laughs> Lol. Nah, we left that energy in 2016. Yeah, no, we don't send nudes Yo, in 2018. Nah, 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 nah. Never condone. I can't be on Pornhub. Right. Um, but I think for me, what the hard for us, what the hardest thing is, is like communicating consistently. And we were just arguing about this this morning. Is just like, you know, me being like, I feel like we don't talk as much anymore. And because we don't talk as much anymore, I don't really feel loved. And like, it's me, it's about me learning instead of picking a fight with him, just voicing my concern. You know, I I feel like a lot of times what we do as people is we, in romantic love, especially because we're not used to being transparent and vulnerable. Right. Instead of being like, hey, I don't feel loved right now we pick a fight over something else and something banal or we mm. hold it in or we try to be like you know what i'm not gonna talk to him to see how you know like all these childish things and like what long distance is teaching me is that there really is no time or space for childish games like you Ooh. literally have to communicate your feelings at all times like 
because especially when there's distance involved no one can guess like no one can right. be like oh you know what she seems kind of kind of slow yeah today. like so you what know does that you, mean yeah no you one literally <laughs> you can't there's no expectation of anyone to mind read so what being long distance has really taught me and i appreciate this is to be 100% like transparent mm. and open about my emotions which i'm not like naturally good at mm. but that's one thing that i've learned is to be like hey we used to talk a lot more now we are not doing that and mm-hmm. because we're not doing that i don't feel loved i feel like you've lost interest have you lost interest should i move on should we just Ooh, you know what i mean yeah. and it's just like trying to keep the trust and mm. yeah the passion mm. and the everything intact requires that constant check-in and communication and transparency about your feelings on both ends mm. and also like receptiveness like if they tells you they feel unloved instead of being defensive to be like okay i'm here to listen to how you feel mm-hmm. and how can we change that or for you to be like yeah it's because i'm falling out of love with you you know what i mean like and just letting that be an answer yeah. you know because that is an answer sometimes, sometimes yeah because i have to sit with myself before i ask these questions of like do you still love me i have to be like are you ready to hear no right and i don't ask until i'm ready to hear no right oh, you wow. know what i mean wow. so yeah it's also about staying ready at all times and, and not being attached to the outcome yes and not being attached to that because at the end of the day like regardless of whether you're in the long distance or relationship or not and like of course god forbid like it doesn't go out or doesn't go down the way that you want it to word you know you're you're still gonna be okay oh yeah you know because you have you i think that's also what i think the underlying notion that you're getting to is that at the end of the day you still have to be okay with you yeah you know because you are ready to receive any sort of answer Mm. before you even ask the question you know so it always has to do with you that's maturity man i like that and our last question about love Mm -hmm. is love something innate or do we have to be educated to feel love wow how do you feel i think it's innate i think that we as human beings and maybe this is naive. some people think i'm naive with this belief Mm. but i think we naturally are love we are the source of love Mm. we innately know how to love and be loved right but we're then taught out of that and then we have to relearn we have to remember how to love and be loved in vulnerable open ways but at the same time too i do i think you're right on that yeah. i think education also though adds a, oh, an extra layer of yeah. love to it yeah because the more you're learning and the more at least for me one of my love languages is quality time and through mm. that conversations are the biggest thing so if we're same. conversating about a topic or even debating about a topic like that's energizing like that's so yeah. fun for me and like to think that that could be done with someone that you romantically care about mm. oh my gosh it's just like icing on the cake so it's like Facts. you know you can't really do that with someone who's a dum-dum so you know so you have to like i think yeah you have to teach people how to love you like there are no mind games no one that is the you have to literally assume that everyone is a three-year-old and they don't they literally do not know you have to allow people grace and teach them with patience right what i do realize though is that babies 
they're just like a complete source of love so oh, that's yeah. why it's i feel like it is innate in us as oh, well definitely because like why would a baby just run up to you and hug you you know they just do like that, so you know? innocently you know? And they have no, they're never malicious. Right. They're never, you know what I mean? Like, the conniving. Yeah. And you they're know? just like, you just feel loved right. when you're around babies. Shout out to babies. Shout man. out to babies. So, moving on to our careers. Careers. So, money. I know. money. So, this is a really common question, which was a lot of people ask this. Yeah. How do you balance your day job with your true career passion? Ooh. Or, you know, how do you keep the job you hate in order to get the <laughs> job that you love? And just in general, like, how do you pursue your passion? Wow. You know, when you're not like Kylie Jenner and born into fame right. and riches. And, and you know, being you on Forbes. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay bills and all For of that. Reals. I think the first step is in being very clear on your intention facts you have to know and i'm even struggling with this so i'm Mm -hmm. preaching to myself but just understanding like where exactly you're putting your time Mm -hmm. why you're putting your time there what's the benefit of it what are you gaining and if it's in the direction in which you want to go yes and like if that means that you're taking your second job in order to afford your passion because at the end of the day your passion is what you want to do, right? And actually, you do have to make come to that first conclusion. Like, yeah. is your passion what you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Or are you comfortable with it just being a side thing? You know? Ooh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's real sometimes. Like, sometimes <coughs> we aren't necessarily ready to put in all the effort that it requires for our passions to become our livelihood. Ooh, yeah. So we do have to be you ready. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is just once you're true and you know your intentions and you understand your schedule yeah i think just having a very clear clear cut Mm -hmm. like whether it's a rule with yourself whether it's you don't stay out late because you know you have to have an early morning because you need to get your writing in in the morning before you go to work you know like there's certain sacrifices that we have to be willing to make facts in order to really make our livelihoods our or make our passions our livelihoods Facts. and then you know at the same time too having a conversation with wherever you're working if you can implement some of those features into your job yeah you know so whether it's like if you paint you know like do you think they could have like a night where they like give an auction for like different art you know like you have to think about like creative ways of integrating what you do on the side into what you're doing already right so that they can kind of tie together so you can have a common purpose as to why you're in the first day job in the first key. place this is key this you is know key. so These are those are the three main things and trust me i'm working on it all oh, we're all in this process all, all of us don't let anyone trick you. don't let anyone trick you literally that we're not all trying to restructure or rethink what things we're doing and like oh, how yeah. we're supporting ourselves financially and emotionally and all these good things oh, how, yeah. do, how do you feel Bobo? 100% I think that I love what you said about intention because that is 100% real right and I think another thing that's been key for me especially this year is asking myself if you were 100% honest with yourself and everyone around you right. who would you be hmm. and start Ooh. your pursuit 
of your career and like self actualization from the standpoint of truth like what is your truth right. about who you are because a lot of times we're pursuing lives passions dreams that are not our own mm. and a lot of us a lot of our dreams a lot of people's dreams will be deferred because the dream they're pursuing is not their own. Right. So it's like the first thing you have to do is be honest with yourself. Like mm. what do you actually want to do in this world and who do you genuinely want to be in this world? Yeah, so like once you that. figure out like who do you want to be, you then figure out what type of experiences do you want to have mm. in this world? Mm-hmm. And this isn't just like career experiences. This is like in general like what do you want your day-to-day life to look like right. what are like the key things you want to experience in life it can literally be food it can literally be like sensual experience like mm. literally everything mm-hmm. like how do you want your life to look and then you ask yourself like in what ways do you need to grow to have Ooh, those experiences wow yeah. and be completely honest with yourself and then ask yourself how can you use that growth to contribute to humanity and I feel like that those four questions have asked me have mm. not asked me those four questions have helped me the most in like you know figuring out who I am and like who Where I want to be in this world yeah I love that and also allowing giving myself grace and like I've also had to be honest with myself like I'm a Gemini like <laughs> I <laughs> I'm erratic the and period. like yeah. yeah so that's just that end of story but yeah like I always had this idea of like having this one big passion and that really overwhelmed me so I no longer pursue a passion. I'm I made a whole video about this right. but like I'm more interested in pursuing my curiosity because your passions expire like as you grow and so you will you will achieve your goals and your passions etc. But if you're attached to them you'll do what I did which is now get an identity crisis and realize like that's not (laughs) that's not who you are what you wanted in the first place right so instead of focusing on like what do you want to do rather focus on who you want to be and then take the steps necessary to become that person person. and also know that person already exists yeah like there's nothing extra that you need to do it's just about letting go of all the shit that you're doing that doesn't serve that purpose exactly and then you know move on was right. this a practical answer to the question i like, hope so i know i guess I think it was, was also like the how do you balance your day job with like your i think it's like pursuits. Under- understanding that you have to make sacrifices yeah because if it's taking up your if you go to your day job every single day 95 yeah. that's 40 hours a week right Facts. so it's like from that five to nine yeah what are you doing to pursue your passion and you honestly have to make really tough decisions because there's always going to be events there's always going to be things you can do after oh yeah there's always always going to be boys who want to waste your time there's always always so it's like when can you decide like okay every thursday friday saturday i'm not going to do that or spending every saturday to do something yeah you know and like building and only dedicating to that thing and like making it your homework to like okay whether it's upload that youtube video like i have to upload it by sunday you know and like set that hard deadline for yourself and if you don't then you can't do whatever on monday right you know because once i started having those types of 
just analysis for yeah. myself even for my work like my, my weekends actually got a lot more or became more free right because now it's like okay i've dedicated this weekend to this like i'm gonna dj this weekend so okay next weekend then i can go and relax and whatever right you know because now i've structured myself so if a friend wants to hang out with me on the weekend i decided i wanted to relax then it's like i'm sorry let's try another time and just yeah. like manage your time in that same way and treat everything with that same energy with that same you have to listen you have to and now That's that we're talking way. about careers too let me listen not everyone's gonna like this this is my unpopular opinion <laughs> is that <laughs> you cannot do everything oh my god! you gosh. cannot do everything no, and this no. is the hard pill to sw- it's this is the hard pill to swallow it capitalism is. has sold us this idea that you have to be and do a million things in order to be a productive member of society but you have to remember capitalism was not designed for your benefit it was designed to take from you so like bars i'm a minimalist and i truly believe in focusing on what is important to you and orienting your life around that and a good place to start is what is the one thing i just asked equa this question literally (laughs) what is the one thing that you do with your time that takes up most of your time but you know it's not really that important to you at all scrolling instagram scrolling through instagram exactly binging what netflix um and then what is the one thing that is so important to you like your number one priority and you know you don't dedicate enough time to that Mm. And start from there right. and then orient your time around that. Right. And like keep cutting the things, all the things that are wasting your time. Like right. if you need to write a list of the top five most important things to you, whether that be number one, your family, your human relationships, mm-hmm. your career, your hair. Like right. what, what is your top five things? And then ask yourself, how am I using my time towards those top three to one things that are essential mm-hmm. to me because a lot of the times like i feel like we're so invested in being busy that we're not really invested in being productive wow yep. and it's like and we procrastinate yeah like <laughs> instead of scrolling through instagram like you should have actually edited that video yeah you'd already have 50k more subscribers literally instagram because you're trying to also be like popping on instagram and at the same time like grow your channel but at the same time make money and at the same time go out with all your friends and at the same time have five boyfriends cut it all you can't do all of you you cannot do all of that and i think what you added when you when we spoke is that you don't even want to do all of it you don't you think you do you think because capitalism has told us and like has romanticized the team no sleep team grind all day no 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 no. right i'm team one thing at a time because that's the one thing that's important to me literally and everything else that's not is a no from me it is basically if it's not a hell yeah it's a fuck no that's my career i like that i really like that and i think with careers too it's also your personal gain like no one can force you and like make you and even when we're answering these questions like you have there's none of this like oh my gosh i'm running out of time like Mm -hmm. you have all the time you need you have all the tools you need that was a hard pill i had to swallow that 
you there's nothing like if you want to film something if you want to shoot a video if you want to make a sound bite like use all the tools that you have yeah. like if you want to learn how to dj download the free apps youtube it google yes. it like you don't need any of the equipment yet like a lot of these places like you can just go and like just start booking gigs like you Honestly. don't have to you know what i mean like there's so much that we feel like we need to have first before we can like be professional or be Mm-mm. really that or you know no one can like know about and it's like at the end of the day this is your career so if you're trying to take it to the next level you are the only you person start right now yeah you are the only person and you have to start as soon as you can dead ass so, yeah Here's our next career question. In careers? I lost motivation to do anything. Mm. Nothing inspires me anymore. I prefer my dreams over my reality. Whoa. What do I do? Whoa. And this kind of ties into, we received another question um, with someone who just said that they're so tired and motivated and they're in college as mm. well. And so... I've been there. It's just, wow, that your dreams are more fun than in reality? I'm mm. sorry, yo. I Whoa, know. That's real. I think the one thing is it's important to realize that like life is just a series of contractions and expansions. Hmm. And when you're in the process of a contraction, that is completely normal. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. Like you could have the career of your dreams and you will still go through a period of time where you feel like the world is ending, you don't feel motivated, especially creative careers, because I've been going through this, mm. where you don't feel motivated to create. You're not inspired by anything. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh my God, but I have to because I need money. And then you're like, does this mean I've run out of creativity? <laughs> does this mean my career is over? Right. Does, you know, there's all these questions like, am I trash? Like, what is happening? Right. And it's like, no, 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 this just means that, like, this is your contraction period. This is just your downtime. This Mm. is just, like, your body telling you, like, let's regroup. Right. And then, like, we... And that could take two weeks. It could take five months. It could take three years. Mm. But after every contraction is an expansion. Right. So you just have to trust that your expansion is coming and be still in your contraction. Like... And to add to that point, too, I think that... It's okay to be going through those feelings. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes we don't validate them. Like, we feel Facts. like we have to get over them. We have to get it over quickly. We have to fly to Bali and, like, yeah. find ourselves and whatever. Or it's like, we need to do some program or, like, go... You know, and, like, whether it means, like, you know, YouTube University or Google, you know, just, like, finding your peace, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, like, going through your motion and allow yourself to, like, feel those contractions yeah. is a part of the process. You know, and like recognizing that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the best thing for you to do. I know. And just also like seek things of culture. Like I find like when I go to whether it's museums or different galleries or listening to like new music, like on Spotify, they always have this thing called like Discover Weekly. Yeah. Where they just send you like every Monday, they refresh a playlist of just like new artists that they think you'll like. Like I love listening to those playlists because it's like some artists I've never heard of and I end up liking their songs and I 
I don't know, it just like brings new yeah, thoughts honestly. to mind. Same thing on SoundCloud, like you just let music play and like it goes into some other stuff. Yeah, and you're like, like oh, what song is the this? Little things. It's really the little things. Honestly. You know? Honestly. Like changing up your routine. Like maybe if you're waking up at like 11 a.m. every day, like waking up at like 7 a.m. Honestly. You know, like just like a new perspective on the day. Like you start earlier. Like you'd be surprised how much inspiration can come from just literally. literally waking up at a different time or going to sleep a little bit earlier you know yeah because also like don't buy into this like i'm so anti-capitalism guys it's wild <laughs> robo is robo is no, like capitalism is really fucked us i also feel like we've really bought into this idea that you have to be like machines like mm. you're an artist you're a musician you have to constantly be putting out music or else you're not productive or right. else you ain't shit if you're a youtuber you have to constantly be creating videos you have to you know and it's like that's not true like there is no flower that exists that blooms all year long like how can we even have that expectation of ourselves like right we are just as much a part of nature and it's just unnatural to be constant producers like we're not machines we're not robots we're not factories like, and you, you shouldn't have to, have to be yeah you know like you should just be allowed to like do yourself like because the only thing is if you try to be somebody else or like try to produce as much as somebody else's or as much as you think someone else's you will burn out and oh yeah it won't be consistent and it won't last so there's no point of even doing it to begin with so that's that that is that and our last career question is how do i build my youtube channel lol how did you get so great in it? I need help from someone I like. Skirt, skirt. This one's going to be a quick one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people think there's a formula. Words. And there's... No, 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 no. <laughs> be consistent, bitch. Wow. Boom. Thank Drop you for your mic. time. Thank that you for listening. to our TED Talk. <laughs> that was our TED Talk. No, that was. And, yeah. <laughs> but no, dead ass, like, if you want to build your YouTube channel... Actually, this goes for anything in the arts. Right. You have to be clear about, A, your intention. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to build a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. And do it from there. Don't do it because you want to make money. Because, lol. LOL. Right. They really <laughs> switched up the formula. on really that. Sw- yeah. All so YouTubers have patrons. Even the ones with, like, 5 million followers. Dead ass. Literally. Listen, guys. Um... But yeah, it's not a quick money scheme. Which isn't to say you can't make good money from it. You definitely can. But it's if this is your quick money scheme... <laughs> opt out. Try, yeah, opt out of that one. Go rob a bank instead. But have an intention. Like, don't do it because... I can't say don't. But you know what I mean? <laughs> if your intention is, like, to be popular, to be cool... There are just so much easier ways to go about that. <laughs> building it. I wouldn't recommend YouTube. Um, but yeah, if you have like a message you want to spread, you know, right. you, want, you know, or like something whatever. you're trying to promote, like if you're making a new product, yeah, if you make lipsticks, if you make face creams, yeah. like it's a perfect way to like just show how it works and like even just simple stuff. It's like how to put lotion on your body, like literally. You know, like those are some of the videos People, that I really like watching. No, same because it's the like, most random right. videos. It's so funny and it's like interesting. You yeah, know? It's like, and it's oh, like I never wow, about it. right? Like, this motion versus the outside motion. Exactly, like, and you really watch those videos. You really do. But also, one thing that I've learned too, 
um, is that it's a lot less about talent and a lot more about personality. Mm. This is actually in every career. Like, yeah, that's talent true. ain't shit. No, no, no. I'm not going to... Actually, gonna yeah. Let's backtrack. You know, let me backtrack. But in the hierarchy of, like, success, I would say personality is probably, like, the number one most important thing nice when it comes to anything but especially like youtube people watch you for your personality more than don't feel like because you don't have the best camera or because you don't have the best editing and cinematography and this and this like no people are watching because they want value Mm. what is your value add what are you adding to your viewers right once you figure out how you are going to add value go from there right you want to be a hair youtuber what else are you bring to the table, fam? Like, what are you bringing? Right. Who? Because I, you know what I mean. Like, there's so many YouTubers who do hair tutorials. Right. Which doesn't which doesn't mean that there's no room for you. It just means like, how are you gonna be different? Exactly. What are you bringing to the table? And the only way, honestly, to be different, because there's no such thing as originality, is to be yourself. Exactly. So you have like, to exactly yeah. and like. The moment you are, you really can see the authenticity in the camera. Yeah. Because really also can. when you're authentic too, you you can do it more often. Mm-hmm. Because if you're acting a certain way, it it's just wild. won't work out yeah. for you. It won't. Because it's just it's not who you really are. So of course it's gonna take like so much energy to even motivate yourself to be that other person exactly. who then gets on YouTube, who then has to edit those videos, who then has to post those videos, who then has to promote those videos. It's like it's a Honestly. six step process. And I've you tried know? the whole performing thing on YouTube. It just doesn't work. It honestly, doesn't. like, I used to think that I can't do YouTube because I speak too slowly and oh, like wow. I don't have that like. You Look know how YouTubers that. are like, oh my god, hey guys, hey. Welcome like that's know. not who I am. Like I'm <laughs> just kind of monotonous. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is not for me. But honestly, people still watch. So for real, the things that you think are your flaws are probably what makes people gravitate toward you so just start now bitch all of us yeah all of us and subscribe to our youtube channel subscribe it's afro lit it's afro lit (laughs) so yes start now be consistent and be yourself boom shakalaka oh wait there was the question about how do you deal with corporate america as a young black oh wow yeah how do you do it fam i well so i didn't work in corporate america that long so i feel like probably my advice may not be as best as others but what i will say is that i do think like we've said in the past you have to bring your authentic self Mm -hmm. to the workplace and i know that it is very daunting it can be really different you have no one you have no ally to look to but at the same time too it's it should motivate you because like when you rise then you can let more people who look like you in at don't the table perform. and don't perform don't feel like you have to answer on behalf of all black people because yeah. you don't know their experience speak <coughs> only for yourself because that's the person you know best yeah you know don't perform whiteness like you don't have to be becky you to be don't valid. you don't and i think also just you know use a lot of that energy that you feel like you know when things get frustrating when people say like stupid stuff <laughs> excuse me oh my gosh when people say stupid stuff um don't feel like you have to like retaliate and like of course if people say racist stuff 
then definitely let HR know. Yeah. But if you feel as though you're not being glorified... Yeah, it's not, it's, that's not your space. Yeah, that's not your space, too. And I think, again, coming back to your career, understanding what your intention is of working there. Like, do you want to become a partner, a co-founder? Yes. You know, like, what's your true goal in that? Because I think, I hopefully you watch Insecure, because you saw how oh. Molly was trying to glow up. And it's like, sometimes it means, whether it's switching firms, you know? Or sometimes it means, like, just demanding, like, what you want, whether it's a pay yeah. raise. You know, like... I think we're entering into a time in the world where like a lot a lot more marginalized minorities people are just standing up for themselves yeah so take advantage of this time you know this is your time to be your best self and bring your best Snaps. self so that's how i feel what do, how do you how do you feel Bobo? i think you've really covered it but i think the most important thing is yeah you have to go where you're celebrated right which is hard Hard pill to swallow. This this episode is full of hard pills this to swallow. This is really... But you have to go where you're celebrated. And if you ever feel like you have to leave your identity at the door, mm-hmm. that's not your space. Right. That's not your space. You have to go where you can be fully yourself. Because if you are not fully you, you will never be your your highest self. Like that You will never real. self-actualize. You will be successful. So be you, and people will either love it, or they won't. And if they won't, that's okay. They can kick rocks. Exactly. They can kick rocks. So, I have a controversial question. Let's We go. have a controversial question we here. We have a controversial question. Now we're in our miscellaneous right. genre. So, should we let our children decide their own gender from day one? <laughs> hey. Woo. Ooh, spicy. Wow. Okay. How do you feel? Uh, Our resident Taurus. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I guess that is... Okay, I think I have two questions. Do yeah. I ask them, like, what do you want your gender to be? Or do they tell me what they want their gender yeah, to be? Yeah, I think... You know, you hop out the womb and you know what your gender is. So, so I guess your child would be like, "Hi, mother. I know you thought I was a woman, but actually, I'm a, I'm a boy. I'm yeah. Or I'm that's a not how man. I identify. Okay, yeah. okay. So they'll tell me. Yeah. And just yeah. I mean, of course, I want. I would love that. I think that they. I think my children need to be as open with me as they yeah. should. Yeah. You know. I mean, and I guess I'll just have to deal <laughs> with the. <laughs> the way that i navigate that you yeah. know what i mean so that would be that will be a very interesting conversation i'll let you know po- po when Lol. it happens but How i don't you know if i'll ever ask the question like oh, they really? yeah they have to come to me like i don't know as in like if you're suspicious that you know what this might not be a cisgender child right like, do i you ask them i know i won't you... i won't i can't i don't yeah. know I don't know. I wouldn't know it how is, to navigate it. Is it is territory. It is. I mean, I think it's a it's an interesting conversation because the question <coughs> itself implies that you sort of choose your gender, which I don't think that's necessarily how that works. Oh, I think okay. you sort of just, you are born into a gender. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes, I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of trans people. Because right. I'm not, so I don't really know. But yeah. this is like as far as i know sometimes you're born into a body but like your outward facing identity just doesn't correlate with who you really are 
and so then like that's not that's just you're not cisgendered so i feel like it's not necessarily about allowing your child to choose their own gender because it's, it's in the same way you don't choose your sexual like you know right. you don't wake up and choose to be lesbian right you don't wake up to choose to be black you just are and then you just allow that person to be who they need to be mm. so for me like it's just that simple like if i were to ever have a child <laughs> and whatever their gender is whatever their sexuality is like yeah just do that do you fam just make sure you're not performing yeah you know what i mean i just i think my responsibility if i were a parent my only responsibility is to create a safe space for my kid to feel like they can just be their higher self exactly. and like not perform. Exactly. There's nothing else that you know. And like feel the love. Like I, I'll love them regardless. Yeah. Like, like I would never stop. And that's literally. what baffles me about society. Who's like, oh my god, I would never love my gay son or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, like that is so. That is so. There's no religion that ever says that. And if they, I hate when people try to use religion to force that because it's mm. like God loved everybody. Fact. You know what I mean? So it's like at the end of the day, you saying that just yeah. negates everything that God is doing. So yeah. you just have to, yeah. Like I, I hope that there. Wow, this is such a deep question. But I, know. I hope Love that <laughs> through <coughs> even sometimes through your kids, you learn more about yourself. So through even that scenario if they meet someone because you know now we're entering into an age where our children probably when they go to preschool they will meet kids who say like yeah i identify as a you know as a girl and they look outward facingly boy you know what i mean so it's like they'll have to understand that and be able to navigate that and be okay with that you know and it i do believe it all starts at home if you see your parents acting a certain way against certain people you as a child you learn that and you inherit that and you're gonna act continue to perpetuate that type of behavior and like that is never ever ever okay facts so So that's that that's how we feel and (laughs) now we have a question about relationships Toxic. We had actually quite a few about toxic relationships. I know. What is happening in the universe? I know. So here is the question. I have a semi-toxic... Is it semi or semi? I think it's semi, but... Okay. okay. <laughs> you American. Right. So I have a semi-toxic relationship with my mother. And I want to introduce therapy or even just have a sit-down with her. How can I go about it respectfully? Ooh. Wow. I'm gonna let you take this one because wow, wow what do you do? Wow, wow, wow. I'm really um, bad at this type of stuff. So I know. I'm gonna let Equa take this. I mean, I love seeing mother daughter relationships that are healthy. Yeah, and so you have a really healthy one. Yeah, and it's unfortunate when other women don't have that sort of relationship. Mm. But I do think that it's very mature of you answer the question to introduce therapy wow i think that's amazing i think that's beautiful i think that is something that is definitely definitely necessary and i can understand because of the generational gap that there may be some resistance from the older generation but at the same time too i think the fact that you're willing to communicate also shows that there is a deep sense of love and i'm not sure where the toxicity started from or where Mm -hmm. it you know is at right now what level it's at like if it's really really bad or if it's you know if it's completely unhealthy or if you feel like there is room for recovery from it but i do think that you should definitely keep persevering 
yeah and don't give up and i can understand that it is really annoying and like yeah. frustrating and so different because a lot of people don't necessarily deal with <laughs> this type of um relationship issues like i know so many people deal with like relationship issues with their dad not necessarily oh, their moms yeah that's you know so, so i can understand that you feel like maybe there's no one else to relate to but at the same oh, time wow. I do think the fact that you are doing this, like, you're setting the standard if you do want to have children, like, the next generation of you will yeah. be so much better because you know you're not going to perpetuate a negative relationship. Yeah. You know? And so you, at being a mom, like, you know everything that you don't want to do because you you know that's not what you had, right? Fact. So I feel like at the end of the day, like, your perspective could be, like, you're learning on how to cultivate a better relationship, even with yourself, you know, not that you should be a mother to yourself, but just you but know no, how you true. want to be treated. Yeah. Even if it means like you have to set up boundaries with your own mom, mm. you know how you want to be treated. And that I think is very, very beautiful. I agree. So, yeah. No, I agree. Much love to you. Yeah. And big ups to you for like not giving up. Right. And still, I would say I'm really bad at handling toxic relationships. Working on it though. <laughs> but like. <coughs> One thing I know, do you guys hear us dying? I know, here? wow, 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 wow. <laughs> this is not good. Right? We're healing though, we're healing, and we had to do this. We had right? to do it. One thing that I realized is to make peace with the fact that you can't change anyone. Oh, wow. But, and you can't, you know, inf- well, yeah, you can't change how anyone like feels about you or reacts to you, but you can, the only thing you have control over is yourself and like, your reactions to other people so keep that in mind and like i don't know just be a source of love i like that and like just make sure that you pro well it sounds like you already are yeah but for anyone else in this like situation with like a toxic family member i feel like it's always tough with family because you can't really like cut them off yeah or well i think americans can do that but like you know Mm, i know but even like African. Americans, it's like you're still gonna see them at some point because they're your you family. Know? You know, like you can't completely be like forever and ever. No. Yeah. You know, no. Like cutting off family is like a really tough thing to right. do, and in some cultures, literally impossible. So it's just about like being at peace with the fact that you can't change anyone. Right. But what you can change is like how you react and respond to them. So make sure that when you do, it's from a place of love. Mm. and not fear or resentment or anger which is easier said than done like shit i can't do that shit but if you can that's what you should do like (laughs) wow wow but our next question this is for both of us Mm -hmm. do you think that you would have been who you are today if you had stayed in africa which for me is south africa for equa is kenya whoa whoa love whoa, that question whoa, whoa i love that question and yeah. honest if i'm being very honest with myself the answer is no mm-hmm. i wouldn't be the same person because i do think that my lived experience in different parts of the world not just america but every all parts of the of the western hemisphere yeah have really changed 
the way I think about things and I think it has in a positive light yeah you know I think because I have such a broader understanding of the world and just realize what it's made me realize is that we're all really the same that our cultures are really 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 similar in some way shape or form of course like some cultures are very strong and everyone has (coughs) their cultural specificities but as at the same thing too i do see myself kind of like a bridge between certain things you know and i Mm. love whether it's like throughout my generation or just with where i've lived and like understanding certain languages and being able to like just code switch and you know just feel a temperature of a room and like be able to like navigate it i would not be able to do that as well as i do yeah had i lived that is not to say that i would not be as successful oh i feel like success would have happened to me regardless of where i was oh yeah who i am and whatever you know and that's a lesson i had to like or belief i had to know for myself yeah but also just see and put into fruition because i believe in myself so i'm excited because I feel like there's and I do feel like there's a lot more people who not that they're gaining my same lived experience but I feel like the internet is really bringing us together Mm, because like you can see a video about someone living in like Seoul um, Korea who looks like you and is just traversing you know what i mean or like understand what's happening in kenya or south africa because you were seeing it on instagram and same thing with new york like i feel like a lot more new yorkers are understanding different cultures and same thing with people who live in whether it's in cape town or nairobi understanding how new york is you know i mean of course it's from a very skewed um lens but at the same time it's really interesting because never before have we been so interconnected yeah you know and the connection is becoming is growing more and more close because like technology is becoming a lot more faster like planes are now able to like carry us from like the east all the way completely to the west you know so the connections are only growing so i'm i think we're becoming more interconnected than ever before i agree so how do you feel i yeah similar to you like 100% no I think like to a larger extent like the two things that shape us the most as far as our human identities is time and space Mm. so like I don't know I think the biggest privilege that I've had is just being able to live on different continents and countries and cultures etc and that shaped me probably more than anything else in my entire life so 100% like if I had stayed in South Africa and I also see the differences between me and my siblings who they you know stayed in South Africa and I haven't and we're worlds worlds apart not only in our personalities but also just in our like perspectives and the ways that we navigate human relationships and Mm. our politics and like just the way that we self-narrate ourselves like so greatly different and that's just because you know time and space so like yeah i don't know and that doesn't take away from the fact that we're still african though oh yeah because i do feel like people try to knock us like like, oh because you've lived abroad like you guys are not really and it's like fam i don't know you know what though i grapple with this a lot because i really don't feel maybe this is just me (laughs) but i feel mad foreign when i get home like i still i feel just Actually, I feel more foreign in South Africa than anywhere else. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I feel a lot more at home in New York. 
But like that's because I think for me, I've also had to like reinterrogate my definition of home because mm. it can't be geographical. Like it's not dependent on space. It's not you know. It's more dependent on like the people mm-hmm. and like just the cultural mix. Okay. I don't know. It no. There's so many things. Yeah, but, yeah this like, this I can be a whole topic. I know, but I do, or I guess we I probably I have differing feel... opposing. Because I understand. Yeah. I do feel like a foreigner because I think it also comes into the play of language. Because I yeah. feel like Africans like the moment you can speak the lang like the same language. I mean, I can't speak. Yeah, no language, but it's like, like it's not like going to sound as fluent as someone who yeah. grew up. Also, you is, have an accent. Like, you know you what, sound I mean? American, yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. There are those nuances of like making me feel like I'm inferior because I'm American, mm. but it's like I think it's to our like it's to our definition, it's to our Word. truth. So it's like if I feel like I am Kenyan, then I am Kenyan. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like no one can really knock me right on that. And I also feel like we have the privilege because we aren't necessarily white. You know what I mean? That's true. Like and I feel like if we were white. That would be that would even be a whole different, different thing. you know? But, but because we're black women, too. Yeah. We're not black men, so. And that's so interesting how, like, your appearance affects your it relationship does. with culture. Because sometimes I compare and contrast, like, my cultural experience with white South Africans. Right. Because a lot of them are culturally more South African than me. Right. So then that leaves me with, like, where does that leave me? Like, a white South African... As soon as I open my mouth to speak, they already clock. Oh no no no, she's not from here. Right. So then it's like they engage with me differently than they do from a black South African who lives there. So for off the bat, even my racial experience as a black South African is different from that right. of a you know a black South African who's lived in South Africa. So I don't even know like to what extent am I even African. Being a third culture kid is This hard. is the identity crisis, And <laughs> that is the way the cookie crumbles. I know. Literally. No, let me not even call it a crisis. It yeah. I'm not that pressed about it. Nah. But I definitely... I definitely feel displaced. But I'm, I'm also like... I also think it's such a privilege to be displaced. It is. Because not to you romanticize under- it, but you know. You understand. I feel like we do have a different level of understanding. And that's yeah. why, like, things like the United Nations and, like, all those entities can exist. Because, yeah. like, we can understand, like, having a group of people come all together to, like, speak on issues. And, like, Facts. have people be in certain places and be posted in certain places. Because yeah. they can truly understand and realize, at the end of the day, we're still all... W- not that we're one race. But it's, like, we, at the core, all have... DNA. Yeah. So at the molecular level, we are literally the same. (laughs) So it's like. Oh, none of this. All of this is inconsequential. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, when you start getting into it, it really, it really doesn't mean anything. Honestly. But yeah, on that note. Yeah, I know. It's been an hour. Do do we have time for one more? We do. One more. I know. And then we can make it a part two. I know. Okay, that is true. So let's do this one. No, let's not do that one. That's too similar. <laughs> let's let's end with a love one. <laughs> no, we can keep, you know, stay organic. <laughs> How do you know when someone is really serious about you? Ooh. You know when they post you on social media? <laughs> 
no, I'm it kidding. All comes full I know. You know, I feel like it's a feeling. Yeah, honestly, I think this one is mad simple. If you have to ask, they're not serious about you. Damn. Because you know, if you if you know dead ass like. You actually, there's nothing clearer than someone who is serious about you. I know. You know what I mean? Literally, it's there true. are no questions. Because think be about asked. it, even in reverse, when you know someone you don't like likes you, how do you know that they like you? Facts. You know, it's because they're Facts. being mad serious about you. Exactly. They're hitting you up. They're calling you. They're texting you. I know. They're sliding in your DMs. So that's they bad. are doing the things. So yeah, wow, that one, that one is a quick one. We should they end with our book recommendation. We should. Because a lot of people asked. Like what we're reading right yeah, now. What are, so, we, what are we consuming? I just finished Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Hey, my husband. Absolutely loved it, yeah. No, I feel like when you read someone's story, you immediately fall in love with them. Yeah. So he's all our husbands, I hope you know. I know. Polygamy is allowed in South Africa, so it's lit. <laughs> um yeah but right now currently i'm reading also like just on the like other memoir tip i'm reading shoe dog by phil knight who's the creator (gasps) oh my god i just got that is it good it is good it is kind of slow but it's good yeah um and yeah just like how much culture has come from japan in terms of sneakers is actually insane like yeah i didn't know the initial ideas actually came from japan so Nike. Yes, it's American, but its origins are definitely Japanese, and it just comes into full circle because, like, the Japanese, like Asians in general, are keeping like luxury and like all these sneaker (laughs) sneaker culture alive. So shout out, it it comes full circle. But and on top of that, because I read like three books at the same time, same. Which I feel like is a good trait, but also kind of bad because you finish a book or you finish the three books in a year. Yeah. So oh my God. I'm also reading um, Never Eat Alone by Kevin Ferrazzi. Ooh. And yeah, it's just about, because I love networking, so it's about networking and how to be <laughs> better at networking. And I actually yeah. love this question because the book's that someone reads tells you so much about that person i know and i think it's so interesting that you read so many like business entrepreneurs right books, i which do is very taurus of you <laughs> i want to be better no. let me be better I feel let you. me glow up be great bitch what are you reading um lol i read like <laughs> all the philosophical books in the world right um oh my god book i'm loving right now it's called the mysticism of sound and music it was given to me actually by a musician <clears throat> and it's not really about music well it is but it's really more so about the laws of the universe and mm. so it's really interesting like For how anyone, it comes from music yeah just how like music you know sense. vibrations and frequencies and oh, all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. is so interrelated there's just a lot you can learn from music and art as a whole about right. just like the laws of the universe and how they affect us and how we play a role in them how we manifest our own lives right it also talks a lot about intuition and dreams and oh wow yeah and like the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and everything truly is vibrational so i love that it's really interesting and then 
another book I'm also reading at the moment is called Essentialism. This one is more of a businessy book, but yeah, it's about minimalism, kind of, um, and just about like I don't even know the author. Who knows? But yeah, it's just <laughs> about. <clears throat> um, it's just about like yeah, like getting rid of cutting out the fat in your life and focusing mm. on what's really important. I like that. And um, learning how to say no, because that's as you, if right, you've been listening, you, you know that has been the, the struggle for Bobo truly since the beginning of time. Since the beginning, but she's getting you're getting yeah, it. Yeah, you know you're what I mean. It. I'm getting definitely getting there. Yeah, and um, every single book by Osho is my favorite book. And if you haven't read The Alchemist, go read The oh, Alchemist. Oh, what? Yeah, no. Everyone who's listened to it yeah, has, has at least seen... If you haven't seen The Alchemist... Yeah. Like, like seen the what book are cover... You yeah. Or know Paulo Coelho... Yeah. Who are you? Go to there first and then come back. Literally. To us. <laughs> and my final book recommendation. If you're interested in, like, metaphysics and the laws of the universe, go read a book called The Ancient Secrets of the Flower of Life. Oh, it's wow. about sacred geometry, the laws of the universe, how everything came to be, <laughs> <laughs> um, astral projection, like everything wow. metaphysical. It's great. It's amazing. Wow. You'll learn so much about wow. yourself wow. in so many dimensions. I love that. I also yeah. think, what other recreational reading? I read for what? No, what was it called? Like Water for Chocolate. That was oh, a good... Oh, I've heard about that book. That was a really good... Because sometimes we just need to read some fiction. You know, like, I just Facts. want to be told a story. Yeah, that's night. true. It's not you everyday know? astral project. Right. You're right. You're right. Sometimes you just need a story. So if you just need a story sometimes <laughs> to escape, you know? Yeah. And that will motivate you, too, coming back to... No, I need to... Yeah, I need to do more, like, yeah, story time. Just story yeah, time. Yeah, not every time something deep. Not every day. Not every day. Just some fiction, you know? I feel... And on that note, this has been a great people's choice. It has. Thank you guys so much this. for your questions. Thank you. We're gonna we try let's to see get how this. Right, you know, you know it, we appreciate you all, like we've said, and we just thank you so much for listening yeah. for the past fifty episodes. Revisit our old episodes. Wow, the growth from our first episode I till know. now is real so thank you for staying on this journey we have so much more in store we're on all places you can find podcasts and yeah like comment and subscribe Bye. bye